Good morning, good people. Welcome to ADZ Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness Freeman Mazda Hyundai. It is Monday, and I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, boom. We back. We back from an exciting weekend, boy. I tell you, still recovering. I can look at the time frame. No, man, it was an exciting weekend um, in the Metroplex. Celebrity softball game came through. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it here in a second. But today, we're going to wrap up OTAs. Uh, it's a wrap for OTAs. I wanted to discuss some of the notes from uh, the final practice open to the media before we head into minicamp. Uh, also, more wide receiver trade talk. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about it. Uh, so we'll bring it up, even though I don't think it's it's likely. We'll talk about the big uh, trade piece, per se, that the Seattle Seahawks are looking to move on from. Well, let me stop right there. I don't know that they're looking to move on from them, but the Cowboys seem to be in talks with all these damn receivers because it's the Dallas Cowboys. So we'll talk about it. Uh, also, later on, we'll dive into the Twitter streets for those OTA notes. So make sure you stick around. If you want to call in, Give your input on said trade talk or anything Dallas Cowboys. You can 351-999-37-87-351-999-3787. Shout out to y'all. Bob Squad! What's goody? What's goody? Uh, yeah, Friday, y'all, I, I, I didn't come through. I wanted to make sure I got ready or, or in my mental state for the entire weekend. It was a long one. It was a long one. Nick, if you're watching, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Friday was the mixer. We were there for a while. Then Saturday literally was like a 12-hour day. Uh, But it was worth it, man. It was totally worth it. Um, I got a chance to sit down with a lot of of different people, not just NFL players or or athletes, but all types of athletes from different uh, sports and just celebrities in general. Um, And it's one of those times where it's like, damn. You know, this doesn't feel like work, but got a chance to sit down with Kenny Gant, which I'll drop that promo here in a second. Today, I'll drop the, I believe it's the Isaiah Standback interview later today. Also, we'll probably drop the, uh, who else do we have on there? Ken Hamlin. Ken Hamlin as well. So it was just some good stuff. Got a chance to talk to these guys off air and kind of get to know them, especially Kenny Gant, man. That was uh, maybe the, the, the deepest interview I've ever done in my life. In fact, we talked for about an hour in general just because he was he's a very uh deep man. Very good, very, very good dude. We need more OGs like Kenny. We need more of those, you know, especially with this young group. And I'm hoping that uh you guys can check out that interview. It was a really good one. Here's a promo of it, just a quick little snippet um from it not even long. It's a little old cliche. Why not me? Mm. You know, I know it's a it's a corner bigger than me. It's one faster than me. But I had to believe what I knew. It ain't nobody tougher than me. Right. I don't care who. It ain't nobody tougher than me. Man, that, you know, <laughs> Kenny is, is is a guy, man. He He's a guy. He's a dude. And I, I totally, I really enjoyed that interview. And it was so, you guys can watch it. I think T-Mac T is in the building. He said it was a deep interview. It is deep. Uh, on a number of different uh, levels, whether it be football or not football, 
Um, but I, I really recommend you guys check that out. And then later today, hit that notification bell um, if you are in here. Make sure you all hit that notification bell. We'll drop the stand back interview, which was good as well. Mind you, most of these interviews were coming as they were going in and out of batting. So they were most about five minutes, except for Kenny's. <laughs> Kenny's went 20 minutes, which was great. But, yeah, man, awesome weekend. Hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Many camps coming up. This is a big week for these young guys, I think, more so than the, the veterans because they've been around the league, right? They've been through this. This is the last chance for them to kind of stake their claim before they head into a training camp. We'll, when we'll get that big gap here. But minicamp starts June 14th, I believe, through the 17th. So about three four days for these guys to, to get some practice in, and uh, we'll talk about it. We'll get some guys on here, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. Uh, but let's hit the roundup. There is some news to get into, and then we want to talk about that trade talk. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It is time for it's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. That trade talk. That trade talk. This is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family. Fitness, strive for progress, not perfection. They're more than just a fitness club. They provide the state-of-the-art tools, support, and resources you need to achieve your goals. Summer's already here. It's about that time. Looking at my Gucci, it's about that time to get in shape, ladies and gentlemen. Not just for the looks, but for health in general. So check out any of the 13 different locations in the DFW area or visit Texas Family Fitness. Dot com. Uh, so if you if you guys remember the first practice, I think of OTAs, Devonte Bond, veteran linebacker, hurt his knee and he was taken out pretty early. Well, the diagnosis came back and it looks like Devonte Bond is going to be gone with a season-ending knee injury. So, an already slim linebacker room just got slimmer. I mean, we already knew or, or thought that they should bring in some more competition, specifically veteran competition at the linebacker spot. Uh, here's a body, gone. Now, I understand they got a lot of undrafted guys we like and, and some rookies were not, but, you know, you're going to need more bodies, I think. So I'd imagine linebacker will be one of these spots that the Cowboys look to grab heading into training camp or in the middle of training camp like they did with the safety position last year. So uh, keep an eye on that. I already seeing the chat guys are talking about Bar and things like that. Yeah, I mean, we, we Bar and who's the other one that I always liked? The cat from from New Orleans. Now it's escaping my mind. Y'all y'all got me when it come in here. But those two are the two that I would definitely give a call. Like, there's, ain't that wrong with picking up that phone and saying, "Hey, what's up?" Because it's not going to cost you a whole lot. I don't believe. And you're going to need that Quan Alexander. I was about to say Alexander something, but it's Quan Alexander. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Pick up the phone. See what's good. They say no, they say no. But I think it's needed. On Thursday, C.D. Lamb set out practice. I didn't really get any update on that, so if somebody has that, y'all can let me know. But C.D. Lamb, Noah Brown, and James Washington all um, sat out practice 
And for Noah Brown and James Washington, that just seems to be the norm right now because they are uh, currently recovering from injury. Whereas C.D. Lamb, I don't think he is. But I think this was more of a maintenance day. I don't I don't think that this was something that Lamb is, is, is ailing or dealing with. Likely a maintenance day because guess what, folks? He's the only healthy wide receiver out there practice in and practice out. So they probably said, I right, CD right before we turn this thing up next week, we're going to go ahead and let you get a week's worth of rest here. Uh, he's probably working in a backyard or outside of the facility, but they most likely said, let's get it one more shot at some of these young bucks. And um, those young bucks were Tobert who had just came back, right? Uh, Don Terrio Drummond, and T.J. Vasher. All three of those guys kind of got a lot of the, the reps in that while he was sitting out. And we'll talk about T.J. a little bit later on. He continues to kind of show something, man. He continues to show something. But speaking of wide receivers. Y'all know me. I, I, I have a hard time really dealing with stuff like this because it's annoying to me. Because I don't. I don't think these things happen in Dallas, but they continue to get put in that conversation, meaning Debo Samuels. Now it's DK Metcalf, who is the next Cowboys wide receiver in line that the Cowboys should trade for and all that stuff. If we were the Rams, if we were, hell, even the Eagles type of front office, where these things happen, sure, this is a serious conversation. But in reality... Do we seriously think, you know what, I'll save the question for later. Let me go ahead and play Rich Eisen. This is why it's being talked about. Rich Eisen last week talked about DK Metcalf becoming a, a potentially becoming a Dallas Cowboys. So, 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 so listen to this real quick, man. Dallas should be on the phone to Seattle right now. How huge would DK Metcalf be with the star on the side of his helmet? Well, he's going to be huge regardless because he's just How huge? I will repeat it. And I do appreciate your deflection. (laughs) And I do appreciate his star ability to make himself a figurative star wherever he goes. But the star on the side of that helmet, Thanksgiving days, Monday nights, Sunday nights, DK Metcalf on the Dallas Cowboys is exactly the play that Jerry Jones would make exactly the play that Jerry Jones is built to make exactly the play the Dallas Cowboys used to do before Jerry started getting people with a little bit more a long-term approach (laughs) talking. This is exactly the sort of stuff. He's the one who went and traded for Amari Cooper and gave up those picks. He's the one that has made maneuvers just like this. Jerry says that he wants to win while he can. As we all know, he said that he told the good Lord before that winning that third Super Bowl that if he won that one, he wouldn't ask for another, and he wants to now redo that negotiation, <laughs> redo that deal. This is the deal to help renegotiate that deal. If it can be made, do it. Call him up. Get DK for Dak? Come on. Dak to DK? You know, it's...
And I leave it at that, Cowboys Nation. That is this morning's roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Listen, and let me make sure that this is back on here. It's not, but it's cool. Y'all can hear me. Listen, I, I, I truly, truly do not see this happening for a number of reasons, but I will ask the question to you guys while I figure this thing out here. Would you trade for DK Metcalf? And this is in the same, this is in the same center. Would you trade for him? And how much what would you give up for DK Metcalf? I saw a special case say, well, how much does he want? Well, he's going to want to get paid. You see these contracts, right? These guys are getting, what, $25, $26, 27000000 million. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Do you really think that man is going to pay that much money for the devil he does not know? And that's where I kind of want to start off with. I have multiple reasons why I don't think this, this, will, this will not be a thing. Dallas does not like the devil. They don't know. It just is what it is. In fact, I could see them using the Amari Cooper trade as their new Brandon Carr situation. Probably like, what the hell are you talking about? So you remember Brandon Carr got the big contract. Stephen Jones loved to buff that up. Yeah, we see we paid and we paid an outside guy big money in 2012 or whatever it was. Um, and then ever since, that's never happened again. And he even came out on record and said, oh, well, no, nah, we don't want to get Brandon Card, as if he was terrible here. Uh, now I can see them saying, well, you know, we traded assets to a guy we didn't know under my tutelage, not under Jerry. Because, you know, the last time he did that, well, was Jerry doing things? It was Roy and it was uh, Galloway. And, yeah, we just didn't. It just didn't work out, you know. I mean, even though he was a pro bowler and led your team in receptions and it was a pretty damn good teammate. Whatever, yeah, it, did, it didn't work out. I can see them using that as an excuse to not go out and get, not just a DK, just in general, making a trade like that, just in general. But when we're talking about draft capital, draft capital for the Dallas Cowboys is not only gold, Cowboys Nation, it's the lifeblood of this team, the lifeblood, and more so than probably any franchise in the league, maybe a few may rely on the draft more than the Cowboys, but we all know how much the Cowboys rely on the draft. So it's hard for me to see them give up premium picks. In fact, they haven't done it. Multiple premium picks since the Roy Williams trade. Right? They don't like getting burnt more than once, even though they got burnt twice with the receiver. But they don't like that. So that's number one why I don't think it can happen. Number two, you have to pay DK Metcalf. Like, I mean, I know Rich is doing his job. He's on TV. But this is why, you know, we do what we do. We're more plugged in. I don't care how many people he knows. We follow this team religiously. We understand the dynamics of what they like to do and what they can and can't do. When I say can or can't, sure, they can sign all the people in the world they want. But let's be be honest here. You got C.D. Lambles coming up on his deal after this year. They can technically negotiate a contract with him. They just signed... Michael Gallup to a five-year deal, which is probably a two- or three-year out. But nonetheless, they signed him to big money. So now you're going to trade multiple premium picks, pay DK Metcalf, and have C.D. Lamb, who's up next to get paid. Again, I don't see it. 
Craig says we have the money. It ain't about having the money. Every team has the money. You can make, you can move the money. Not every team is is willing to do that. And to be honest, and this is this is the number three one here. Yes, I think that DK Metcalf is an outstanding wide receiver. Outstanding wide receiver, Cowboys Nation. But I think you kind of got a redundancy if you if you bring in a DK Metcalf. Before you kill me, before you say, hey, oh, what do you mean? Nobody's a physical specimen like DK Metcalf on this team. Sure, nobody's 6'4", 220, and runs a 4'3". That's not what I mean. But from a, a route-running tree standpoint, from a uh, what they're asked to do standpoint, Michael Gallup and DK Metcalf are not far off on what they they're asked to do on their respective teams. DK is not routing you up. DK is not being asked to run every single route in the route tree. Got about three routes. Michael got about three of them things. They do it phenomenally well. Michael Gallup's a high point guy, red zone guy. DK Metcalf, high point guy, red zone guy. DK Metcalf, Michael Gallup, both go deep. Now one has legit four three speed. Michael has kind of more of that long stride speed. But they're both guys that do similar things for your team. So I'd argue, while yes, it'd be wonderful to have a DK Metcalf, I'd argue his teammate is the one you'd rather go out and get, and that's Tyler Lockett. They don't have that kind of speed guy on the team. They don't have that kind of dynamic uh, slot receiver on the team. I think he could come in the slot and, and do great things. Hell, I think he could be great outside too, opposite of CD Lamb. But if you had a Tyler Lockett, since we're playing this game, I'd rather have C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Tyler Lockett than D.K. Metcalf, Michael Gallup, Gallup C.D. Lamb. And, and that may sound crazy to you, but I, I, I urge you to go check out Tyler Lockett. He may not be a six foot five type of deep guy, but he's got great ball tracking ability, and he's just every bit as good as a deep ball receiver as anyone in this league. Not a joke. Not a joke. Lamitra, if you're going to not trade for a Tyler Lockett because he can't block, you are missing out. We we tend to do that here. This person is great, but they can't block, so you know. We don't want. Huh? Come on, Lamitra. You know dang on well you'd rather have. You, you would like to have a Tyler Lockett on your team. Yeah, 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 yeah. You better. Yeah, he a bad man. You dang skippy, you a bad man. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so that that's kind of where I see it. Y'all let me know. Would you would you trade premium assets and then pay DK Metcalf on this team? I, I would. Because I know I know what it's gonna cost the Cowboys. The, the Cowboys aren't aggressive enough to do something like this and and know they don't have these assets or what have you, and then go out and sign another guy or go out and make another move or or, or something like that to uh, replace said assets that they just gave up whether it be financially or whether it be from a trade a trade department. They're not savvy enough. It, it's just not. So, you know, somebody said earlier in the chat, well, we'll see how this wide receiver by committee 2.0 plays out. They may be forced they may be forced to back themselves into getting a receiver in the middle of the season. Possible, but I think they'll tell themselves, well, we got Michael Gallup coming back. You know, we go look at the receiving core. When Michael Gallup comes back, Lamb and Gallup are your top two guys. And then Washington and Tobert, you hope, can can be that dude in the slot. So, sure, it'd be awesome to have a, a DK Metcalf if you can get him in here for free. 
but to get him in here on what it's going to cost. I mean, if you go look at what other receivers, you know, you had to trade for, you're talking about multiple premium picks, first, second round picks, first, second round, third picks on a team that really can't do anything else outside of free agents. I mean, outside of the draft. I don't see it happening. Uh, Keith says Cowboys don't need them. B702 says nope. TC says yes. Sell the truck. What the heck does that even mean, Stephen White? Well, you'd be saying some things, eh? Uh, Todd Cook says no on DK. B. Burr says yes. Absolutely, says Craig. When is a receiver not being able to block a break? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I think it's a, it's a Cowboy thing, man. Uh, the guy, Bleasy, says, I'd rather have Jalen Tober. Come on now. Listen, 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 Cowboys fans. I love our draft picks, but ain't no way in hell uh, until Tober shows me something. I'd rather have Tober over DK. I mean. But I get it. Cowboys fans, you know, that's our guy. Uh, I know inflation has went up, but God dang. Okay, you're talking about. Uh, let's see, D-Shift. And even if you sign DK to a five-year contract, you could get off in three years. I mean, that's every deal. Every deal you can get out. But you're, but again, if you're signing DK, let's just play the game, right? Let's say you trade for DK Metcalf. Odds are you're not signing CeeDee Lamb. I mean, let's just be real. You're not signing CeeDee Lamb. Or you're getting rid of uh, Michael Gallup a year into his deal. I just find it hard to believe. See, the Cowboys were able to afford, and I use air quotes, afford, to have a CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, because none of those dudes were playing on, only Amari Cooper was playing on a big-time contract. You get DK Metcalf, do you think Stephen Jones is paying Lamb, Gallup, and Metcalf big money? Come on, man. Uh, Derek, they need to stop thinking this way. That's a loser way of thinking, says Derek Fisher. <laughs> okay, now to- Toxic is trolling. The last freak wide receiver we passed on is B-Bird. B-Bird, now I'm going to look at my eyes, B-Bird. He says the last freak wide receiver we passed on was Moss. B-Bird, you my OG. DK is not Randy Moss. He's not even their best receiver. But I digress. Yo, I digress. Yeah. I'm not going to do that to DK. Uh, Trip Ace is DK is 24. Mari is 24. When they sign, your prime years are still your star years. Get DK. Too much stock and draft picks. Give me the proven talent. <laughs> Been saying that for years with this team. They give us Lockett for a fourth and maybe DK for a third or second. I'd rather trade for Lockett. I 100% would rather trade for Lockett. I think is CD better than DK? I think he's a better overall receiver than DK, yes. I think DK is a physical specimen. He does things differently. He's faster, right? Uh, he probably, yeah, I'll say it. He can hide point better because he's six foot five, right? But as an overall receiver, I'd take CD Lamb. Absolutely. The guy says CDO. In fact, I, I really want to hear this. I didn't even think about asking this question because I didn't think it was a question, but maybe it is. C.D. Lamb, D.K. Metcalf as your number one number one wide receiver, by the way, because if we're if we're comparing those two, you're talking about who's your number one guy. I'd rather have C.D. And if we keep it in the bean, I mean, I can go look at the stats here. Let me see what Tyler. Let's 
Tyler, I would imagine, was their number one wide receiver while DK was on his team. Targets here. 182, 173. Maybe he wasn't. Damn, this Tyler Lock is just so goddamn consistent. 82 receptions, 10 and 1,000 uh, plus yards, 8 touchdowns, 100 receptions, 1,000 plus yards, 10 touchdowns, 73 receptions, 1,100 yards, 8 touchdowns. He's just super solid, man. Let's see from a target standpoint. Yeah, so he had more targets, but not more receptions. 129, 129 to, oh, well, about the same, 132 to 107. So they kind of went back and forth from he's number one to he's number one in regards to targets. So they might have had a 1A, 1B situation like the Cowboys did. Toxic says, I'm faster than Tyler. <laughs> Please, brother, go put on that tape. Tyler be blowing past dudes. DK is better than CD, says Special K. I take I take I take Special K. I take CD Lamb as an overall wide receiver. But but DK's been in the league longer. He's had a chance to prove it more. But I take CD Lamb as an overall overall number one wide receiver. You know what's better than another wide receiver? A better OC. Well, I mean, totally agree. And Lockett gives us what we're missing in special teams as a dynamic returner. That's something I didn't even think about either. I'm just sp- speaking from a, a receiving standpoint. I'd rather have Lockett, Gallup, when he comes back, and C.D. Lamb. This is true. This is true. We got we to gotta count the, the drops. D.K. probably don't drop the ball as much as the C.D. Lamb. This is true. Uh, we, got, we got a couple Super Chats. My apologies. Let me get to them real quick. Give me one second, y'all. I got you. I got you. Let me just read Mr. Twan's right now. I think we missed one earlier. All right, let me read Twan's real quick. Super chat. Uh, Skywalker still CD does way more than DK. We have to get him the rock. Before I go, Zeke, Tyler Smith going to prove me right. Uh, What did you, you say about Tyler Smith? All right, B-Bird says, scared money don't make no money. <laughs> Super chat. This is true. But stupid money don't make money either. Got to think about that. Stupid money don't make money. Uh, I Listen, if you get DK Metcalf on this team for nothing, sure, whatever. Give me all the talent. But if I can use those said resources and go get me a guy, any guy, you say any guy in this league or a guy like a DK Metcalf, I'd go look elsewhere before I come back to DK is where I'm at with it. Because I don't think you need a DK Metcalf on this team. I think you need a different style of wide receiver to complete that room. All right, before we move on to the to the Twitter streets. I can't save these numbers no more, but I feel like I know this number. 910, what it is, what it do? Hey, Will, how are you? I, I, I thought this was Queen. I thought this was Queen. What's up, Queen? How are you? Fine. How you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Just chatting up with the nation. Uh, I see. Always uh, dependable. Um, except for Friday. Where was your butt Friday? I was out getting ready for the weekend that I just uh-huh. had. Uh-huh. I was working, man. Uh-huh. I, I worked 16 hours this weekend covering the Cowboys, getting y'all some interviews, man. Cut me some slack. Oh, yeah. I think I said, didn't you do that interview with uh, Gant? I did a ton of interviews. This weekend? 
Okay, yeah. well, I got to go check out the rest of them because I saw the Gantt one this morning. Indeed. But um, in, reference to, in reference to CD Lab, um, I think that CD Lab will surprise a lot of people this year. Um, you got to think about the fact that when CD Lamb was in college, um, you know, before he entered the draft, CD Lamb was considered the man. And he handled that position very well when he was in college. And then when he came here to the Cowboys, you know, he had to practice some humility and take a step down because he wasn't the number one at that time. You know, and I think that he handled that very well. So I think we'll see that he's a man of being able to wear many hats and that he will step into his role as the number one with grace but with excellence. And that's all I've got. All right, Queen. C.D. Lamb's going to step into the role. I think he will, too. Yep. Thank you. No problem, Queen. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go Cowboys. Bye. Yeah, I think C.D.'s going to be... He's going to be your number one wide receiver and prove it. I, I don't have any issues with CD. So like somebody said, honestly, it's not even really the receiving room in general over the years. It's always been OC. Uh, Twan with another one, man. Appreciate you, bro. Super chat. He says, I just was on Tyler Smith early and was okay with drafting him in the first. Uh, do TJ Vasher make this roster over Semi? I don't see much in Semi. What do you think about Semi? Actually, I'm going to pin that one because later on we're going to talk about TJ. Let me see how far much now. Yeah, we'll talk about TJ later on, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to the semi-TJ uh, comparison. But we talked about it in depth with Kyle Yeomans a couple weeks ago, and they both were showing promise uh, doing some good things in camp, mini camp or not mini camp, OTAs. But semi and TJ, that'll be, that'll be a fun battle. That'll be a fun battle. All right, let's read some more of these before we move on here. DK is a force multiplier for everyone else. Fail to know that, and you are a division, division title simp. Damn, is you arguing with somebody here, Trips? Damn. You call somebody a division title simp? Who are you talking to? Um, let's see. I don't belong in the front office, Gene. Don't put me up in there. I, they kicked me out. DK, this would make most of our Cowboy Nation since no, happy since Novon Miller, Bobby Wagner, Oh, and don't forget Anthony Barr. See, I don't want us to just get names just to make Cowboys Nation happy. Like, it has to make sense. We don't want to go that route. We don't want to just sign, you know, we don't want to go the the, the the Hainsworth routes and things like that just because they're big names. We want, we want to get dudes because they can get us over the hump type of situation. DK Metcalf's a phenomenal talent. I just would, I would love to get a different style of wide receiver. If it was an A, dog, A, Scott. All you got is DK. All you can go out and get is DK. All right, then it is what it is. Yeah, so Derek doesn't like the fact that CD, what did he say? He doesn't lead the league in drops, though, I don't believe. I mean, I can go show you the drops thing again. Do we got to do that again? Uh, He can't be our number one and lead the league in in, in drops. He can't, you say. Okay. Oh, did I get rid of it? You're lucky. I would disagree. Because, I mean, I don't want him to drop the ball. I would love for him to to fix the drops. Is Jamar Chase not a number one? Is Travis Kelsey not a number one? Is Debo Samuels not a number one? A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen. Are these guys not number ones?
I just, I'm a, qu- a question for you, Derek. Are these guys not number ones? Before I move on. Yeah, he got to clean it up. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Amari Cooper was the same way when he came in here. Jamar Chase is the same way. Shit, Travis has been in the league for a decade. He's still dropping balls. Cooper Cup, one of the best in the world. You know, he drops the rock too. And these guys drop the rock. You know? But we don't want to see him continue down these high number of drops, right? We want to see him get better with that. And we will. This is year three. Okay? So let's see what happens. But I'd argue these guys are number one wide receivers. That's all. That's all. All right. Good talk on the DK Metcalf stuff. I had a feeling you guys would get fired up on this. I had a feeling. Anytime we bring this up. Same thing with with Debo Samuels. Brought up Debo. Hell, see, we we can continue to go down this track. Debo Samuels or DK Metcalf. I ain't going to do that to (laughs) y'all. I ain't going to do that to y'all. We ain't going to keep doing that. Uh, four ninety nine donation from my guy Tuan. Super chat. Throwing it down today. Appreciate you. He says Jags wideouts. You was talking about earlier. Uh, Naviska Chenault. Uh, earlier this year, Chenault, very versatile player. I wouldn't mind getting him. Well, that's gonna cost you nothing, right? You know, out. You know, sure, absolutely. But if I'm going to use the resources it would take to get a DK, which is going to be first, second, third round picks, right? And the money. I'm like, all right, cool. I can get DK. Let me just put DK here. Let me go look around the rest of the league and see if I can go get me a DeAndre Hopkins, right? Like a Devontae Adams situation. You know, these these guys got traded. Tyreek Hill. These guys got traded for similar compensation that will most likely cost you to get DK, and they got paid. So that's kind of how I see it. Caveman said drops are not equal. Third, third drops are the worst. Third, third down drops. You're absolutely right. They're not equal. And if we're if you want to really get into the drops, he had two open at night and three against the Giants when we blew out the Giants twenty one to six. That's five of his eight drops. I'm just saying. So it's not like he was dropping the ball every game. I'm just saying. All right, so we're going to take a, a quick quick break before we get into these Twitter streets. I want to talk about the ride of the week this week, which is the Freeman Hyundai 2022 Elantra Hybrid. Uh, The Elantra Hybrid stands out in traffic due to its unique styling, but underneath the sharply creased sheet metal is a spacious and practical compact car. Its cabin is decked out with a similarly futuristic design, and several high-end features are offered, especially on the high-end trims that will help the wow factor. So for more information, Head on over to the Freeman Hyundai uh, website at freemanhyundai.com. Check out this week's ride of the week, which if you look at the miles per gallon, it's crazy. 53 city, 56 when you do the hybrid. And with the gas prices right now, I'm starting to look into these things because it's getting crazy. It's getting crazy. It's trouble, trouble. Hit up freemanhyundai.com or visit Freeman Hyundai in Irving, Texas. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. Cancel Rowdy. You know, when I went to the... uh, 
home run derby. I saw Rowdy. Professor O, I literally thought about you. Like, I was just thinking about what would Professor O do right now if he ran into Rowdy? And I already know what that answer is. So y'all want, so somebody brought up Deshaun Jackson. Y'all know he's going to get you four games. I'd almost rather go get Will Fuller to give me those four games. Oh, man. T.O. dropped many passes against the pass. T.O. dropped a lot of balls. Still was a beast, though. I can't I can't wait, man. I can't wait because I, I just feel like C.D. is being stupid down there. It, it, it kind of blows my mind a little bit. Blows my mind. Second year, kind of like, dang, is this a Cowboy thing? Lead the league in interceptions. Ah, overrated. We don't care. Huh? He's year two when he did that. C.D. Lamb, most receiving, second most receiving yards in Cowboys history. What is it? How many touchdowns he got uh, over the last two years? Well, 11 touchdowns, 1,000 yards year two. Should have had 1,000 year one with four different quarterbacks. Ah, overrated. He ain't number one. Ain't, what are we doing? This boys is nice. All right, let's hit the Twitter streets real quick and talk about what we saw go down at OTAs in the final week. And it, and it ended with a bang. Or should I say some punches? Or whatever was going on there. But Todd Archer tweeted out, John Ridgway and Josh Ball had a little back and forth after a play. Ridgway was sent to the locker room early. Now, I don't know if it was because of that or he was going through it. I know Mike McCarthy said that, you know, some of the young guys got, I'm going to use the word, rambunctious. I think that was the word that he used. Rambunctious. Okay. All right, then. But listen, y'all know me. This is the attitude era. John Ridgway might be the, the the second face of the attitude era, or heel, if we want to go wrestling terms, of this attitude era. I don't mind this. We knew John Ridgway was going to get into some fights. You just knew it. I said I can't wait to see the battles between him and Tyler Smith. Looks like it's Josh Ball and John Ridgway. I'm not hearing great things about Josh Ball, though. I mean, this is very early, and I get that the pads ain't on just yet. But uh, I want to say it was, was it Brian? Somebody on 105 through the fan that, that's down there was like, yeah, Josh Ball is not looking good. And it's not much you can really do. But again, what did I, what do I always say? I'd rather hear you're doing good things than looking bad or getting worked or getting smoked. And Josh Ball seems to be the latter. So when those pads come on, I got a feeling if, if Ball can't put something together, how do you not call a veteran? Can't go into the season like, yeah, Matt, well, let's go from North Dakota. You're our swing with no real competition. Like, you got to get somebody in there to push him and hopefully take, you know, win it over so that you can get a year of that uh, experience behind these guys. But keep an eye on Josh Ball, y'all. Toxic says Josh softball. <laughs> and then Todd Archer also tweeted about Jalen Tolbert. And, and this is where, honestly, maybe the, I don't want to say star of the day. I hate to use the term star of the day for the OTAs. But the player of the day, the guy that everybody's eyes were on was Jalen Tolbert. He said, a hamstring tweak limited Jalen Tolbert early in OTAs. 
but he caught a touchdown from Dak Prescott in the two minute drill that had the QB happy in the passing game. Uh, where are we at? I had the QB happy. Quote, in the passing game, everything is about timing and spacing, so I did the right thing on the play, and he was excited about it, Tolbert said. Uh, take a listen, actually, to Tolbert speaking on Dak Prescott and a few other things. I'm not going to play the whole interview from Tolbert, but we'll play uh, a little bit of it. Check it out. What is it about his style or his personality that's made it easy to connect here? Really quickly. Uh, I mean, he's an awesome guy. You know, he has open arms as a quarterback. And, you know, I think that that's positive, you know, to have as a quarterback because, you know, he's able to lead me and teach me. You know, he's not just strict into himself and, you know, in and out work. You know, he's willing to help, willing to watch film, willing to do whatever. You know, any questions I have, I can ask him and he's going to answer it for me. Dex- How much did you follow his career before you uh, – Join this team. Uh, honestly, I didn't really follow much of quarterback's career overall. You know, I watch more receivers and just what they do. But you know, I definitely knew knew of him. You know, he's a great quarterback, and so you know, I saw him pop up when I watched MG and CD's film. Did you what's watch? Been, what's been the biggest challenge in terms of? I'm gonna go ahead and stop it right there. I might bring it back uh, in a second, but he said something there that I wanted to bring up. He talked about watching other. You know, other players film. He really didn't watch quarterbacks, which, you know, we're again, we're questioned from the from the reporter, in my opinion. You know, salute to them doing their jobs, but you know, why would a receiver intently watch a, a quarterback when he's in college? If he was a quarterback, that would make sense. But he's a receiver. And, you know, he talked about actually watching MG's film and Jory had a tweet about that. Jory said Jalen Tobert returned to OTAs after a hamstring tweak. Building chemistry with Dak, learning from fellow Cowboys wide receivers. Tober looks to Michael Gallup's contested catches at the high point, plus downfield ability. Uh, CeeDee Lamb's yak, how he breaks tackles, moves around, slips out of stuff. And that got me to thinking about Jalen Tober. Again, y'all know how I feel about wanting to be great and things like that. Um, and studying, I'm not saying all these guys are great like Mike Gallup is not an all-time great or anything like that but some of the better receivers in this league especially on this team that do things in a great way see Lamb's yak ability Michael Michael Gallup's downfield high point catch ability that's really what you should be asking who are you studying as a as a wide receiver and he talked about his own guys but he also talked about other guys in the in the, in the National Football League um, she says fun to hear about Cowboys rookie Jalen Tober recall highlights he watches Jamar Chase Hunter Renfro uh, his route running, Devontae Adams, allows the DB to make the first move. Keenan Allen releases. He does double-hand push to get open. Julio Jones' speed and how he breaks down. That, to me, is what I care more about than you. Hey, did you follow Dak Prescott's career? I mean, of course you know who Dak Prescott is. But what are you learning from some of the greater receivers in this league? And I think he's going to be, have a high football IQ. I think he's going to be a dependable wide receiver for this for this franchise for a while. But how fast, right? Like, how fast will that happen? Year one, I don't know if it's going to be year one uh, CD Lamb. I don't know if it's going to be that, but I don't think the Cowboys necessarily need it to be. And I had this question on Twitter. Uh, I think it was Jay Tuck. Salute to Jay Tuck. He said, well, they talked about this, I guess, on their show. Will Jalen Tobert surpass CD Lamb's rookie year? I said, no, and I don't think we should want it to. 
Because if if that happens, which is a, basically a thousand yard receiving year, about I think it was about seventy plus catches and six touchdowns. The touchdowns, whatever. But the thousand plus yards and about seventy plus eighty catches. To me, if that happens, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, Tony Pollard, and James Washington all failed to deliver for the most part, or at least a, a multitude of those guys failed to deliver for the most part. Because in reality, Tolbert should probably be your fourth option at best um, in these game days when Michael Gallup returns. Michael Gallup returns to CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, Tony Pollard. Those should be your guys that you get, you're getting the rock to. Then Tolbert becomes the recipient of those. And I think a year that he could have that could be should be looked at as a good year is a said Wilson year. 600 yards if he gets you between four to six touchdowns as a rookie fourth option and a offense that I think is going to feature the running backs a little bit more this year take it but if he rolls out and he gives you 1100 yards and six or seven touchdowns somebody got hurt or somebody didn't perform up to task so I think there's going to be context behind that if you just did a blind resume and you say hey he got me 1106 touchdowns you'd be like oh man excellent season but I think if you peel that back you'd be like yeah but the Cowboys were 9 and, and, and 8 Michael Gallup missed he came back got hurt again C.D. Lamb was in and out he wasn't doing too great Dalton Schultz was the second leading receiver on your team you know they didn't get Tony Pollard the ball that much and I think you start to say okay this isn't really what we wanted to do now if it looks like 2020 where you almost had three 1,000 yard receivers that'd be interesting and that was also the same year Zeke wasn't Zeke. TP wasn't being run a lot. So grass isn't always greener. Context matters. See what y'all saying in here. Uh, let's see. Jalen will win rookie of the year. Man, Keith. Okay. I, well, I don't really, I don't really see that happening there. I don't, that's again, if that happens, I feel like now we're in a bit, bit trouble overall as a team. Toxic says, Sky, one thing I will say about this class, these young men appear to be very smart, dedicated to their craft. You feel me? I do love the mentality of this, this uh, draft class. Let me see if I can pull up the draft class in general. There we go. I do love the mentality of this draft class, man, from Tyler Smith on down. Now, I haven't heard Devin Harper talk as much or, or Deron Bland, but I've, I've heard everyone else speak. Um, and again, it's just talking, but... They just seem to have either the very smart guys or very determined guys, and they want to be great, uh, especially when I listen to, to Sam, Jalen, and Tyler. Those boys will make or break this class, to be honest. They'll make or break it. Grande says, uh, Tober is a jack-of-all-trades in regards to his build. Lewis thinks six, seven yards would be a great season. I agree, I think. Um, that would be a great season. Mel says 80 catches for Tobert. 80 catches. So if he's getting 80 catches, I think he supplants James Washington. I don't think James then becomes your four or five guy. And Michael Gallup doesn't have the, the, the year we want him to have. That's how I look at it. Keith says 72, 1,007. This offense, if he gets 72 in 1,007, 
some I, I and I hate to be that way, but I just based off of how I look at this team over the years and how I think how they wanted to go, I don't think this is going to be the forty to forty five pass team that they wanted that that it had been because the receivers aren't the same, and I think they're and you're listening you'll hear when I drop this um when I drop this interview with our guy Isaiah Stanback. We all agree with this part, though. I think they want to go more spread the ball around. Do I agree with that? I think they should focus more on their stars and then let everybody eat off of it. But I think they're going to want to spread the ball around. I think in the third option to have that kind of season, the last person to do that was a C.D. Lamb, and it was his rookie year. I don't think Tober C.D. Lamb. And they had Amari Cooper on the outside and Michael Gallup all year, so... It's high expectations, man. I'm just trying to be realistic with it. I think a 50-plus catch, 600-yard, four or five touchdown season is a fantastic rookie year as a fourth option. I just do. Chuck says, uh, by next season, seven of these picks will be starters. Mm. Uh, I'll say Tober will have approximately 46 and four. You know what I really want to see? Forget the volume numbers. I want Tolbert. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I want Tolbert to either be number one or number two in yards per reception. I say number one or two because Michael Gallup, I kind of want Gallup to be that, that that big deep threat guy too. But I want Tolbert to be number one, number two in yards per reception. Be the big play threat downfield on a consistent basis that we kind of just haven't had on a consistent basis in Dallas. He's a bit faster than Michael Gallup. He's not a speed guy, but he's a he's a deep ball guy. He can do it. So that's kind of what I want to see. What if he only has that 600-yard season, but his receptions are kind of like in the 30s, right? Can you imagine? That's Y'all do the math for me. That's probably a high yards per uh, reception season. Uh, he will start. He will start out as fourth and firmly be three by week six. Fourth. So Lewis, let me go ahead and show you this. Uh, let me show you this real quick, Lewis, because I think he's actually going to start out as your three or two. One more time. Let me. Here we go. I think he's going to start out as three or two because Michael Gallup is going to be out. So you slide Tobert into either number two spot, which I, I would love to see him start off on the outside, or you put him in the slot and they'll have Washington on the outside. But regardless, he'll be a top three receiving option for the first, what, two to four games. Um, but then when Gallup gets back, it'll be interesting. I'll be very interested to see what they do with Jalen Tobert and James Washington. I, I can't really put my thumb on what they'll do because I think we have to see it first. Who's hot? Who's hot? Who's not? So, I mean, I gotta stop rapping when I'm talking. Uh, let's get to the uh, let's get to the phone lines, and then I got one more OTA tweet I want to get to. Oh, you know what? Real quick, we had another super chat, man. I think my guy, where'd he go? Dang it. Let me get to one more super chat, and I think it was my boy Twan. And then we'll get D Shift on the horn real quick. Make sure I get these super chats. I'll be forgetting, man. I, I see it, but then I'll be, you know, I mean, I'll be going. You'll be talking in here. Uh, salute to you. Appreciate you, Twan. You've been super chat. killing it with the super chats today, man. Thank you so much, brother. He says, uh, bucket list. I got to meet my dog, Sky Law Nation, and the Koye on God. 
man, we got, I got to meet y'all. Every time, uh, you know, I see somebody out and they be like, man, it's awesome to meet you, man. Thank you for what you do. No, thank you. Thank you. Cause this ain't, this is nothing without y'all. So I appreciate y'all for real, man. Truly. Uh, D shift. Oh, 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 I almost muted it again. What's good? D shift. What's up, Scott? Good morning. Good brother. What you, what hey, you up to? Not much, man. Uh, a lot of wide receiver talk still, huh, man? Interesting, right? It kind of fit, right? You got the DK talk, and then coming out of OTAs, Tolbert was the guy to talk about, and it just all fit in today's conversation. Hey, man, you know, you just got that comment about the guy talking about Tolbert being rookie of the year. That's not too far-fetched, bro. Hmm. That's not too far-fetched. Let me tell you why. Cause tell me, tell me. You didn't, have a, you didn't have a great QB class, right? I don't see Kenny Pickett making no right ways or uh, what's your other guy uh, – Got uh, Tennessee got. Uh, um, oh, the quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't think the quarterbacks are going to win it this year. I don't think any of them is going to start. Right. So, so check it out. So you had a lot of wide receivers get drafted before Tobit, right? But I'm looking at this list, and first round, I think it's a wash just because of the quarterbacks that these guys are having, right? I mean, you got Drake London, you got what Mariota throwing to him, Garrett Wilson. Chris Olave, you know, you got Zach Wilson and um, Jameis Winston, and then you got uh, Jahan Jahan Dotson. He might, he might, he might could do it with uh, Carson Wentz. Um, Traylon Burks is out of shape, you know. <laughs> y'all, uh, y'all going dog Traylon Burks? Y'all going dog Traylon Burks? Man. It, it was man. May, he, so so because he he was throwing up in May in practice, he ain't gonna be shit in in October. Hey man, I, I mean, I, I just, I just, you Damn, know, I'd hate, I'd hate to see you around when Des Bryant's pra- first practice. He was literally puking his brains out. I'd hate to hear what you had to say about Des, but go ahead. But uh, you know, just looking at those guys, and I think um, you have um, what's your boy? I, I think Scott Moore would have a, a good opportunity. Mm. With, you know, Mahomes and a good Tyreek Hill, sir. not the picture, and you're not the second too. rounder. Um, and then you got your boy uh, Green Bay picked up. You know he has Aaron Rodgers, and you know Aaron Rodgers. You know he just he gets guys paid. You know, so um, Christian Watson. But so when you go down that list, and then you have Jalen Tolbert with the uh, possibility of um, starting as your number two for the year. Um, for the year, I you know. I mean, not for the year, but you know, for the beginning of the year, he'll be your number two. I I, I think he'll. He has a just upside. I, I believe in upside. Uh, I'm a big believer in when guys go to small school programs and they drop in the draft, um, that they're actually a little better than what they were projected. Um, so, and then, you know, just going off of, you know, when guys clown at the senior bowl, they usually are pretty good players. You know, think Zach Martin, um, you know, the whole, whole litany of guys who, you know, when they clown at the senior bowl, they're, you know, they come into the league pretty good. Um, so I don't I don't think that's too far fetched. I think that Jalen Tober could be a, a rookie of the year candidate, uh, especially oh, if he candidate. continues to play well. He said he's going to win it. And, uh, candidate, I mean, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose if you get a 600-yard season, five touchdowns, and about 50 catches, yeah, I'm sure he'll be on the ballot. Um, but, but, I mean, because that's, that's where I kind of see his season being, about 700 yards tops, right? Um, if he gets if he gets eight or plus eight or more touchdowns, that'd, that'd be amazing. But I, I don't really see him having a seventy five catch, eleven hundred yard, eight touchdown season. 
Now, if he does, and yes, he's squarely at the top of that list for, in, in, in rookie of the year. But do we honestly? I mean, what do you think he's going to do? Let me ask you that, Chef. What do you think his numbers are going to be? What do you think? What his numbers are going to be? This year? Yeah, just just we're just throwing numbers out here. And it's, it's it's honestly hard to project just because of the Gallup situation. Um, but I think he's going to start off hot. I think he'll get you uh, first four or five games. He'll get you. I think he'll get you above three hundred yards. Uh, and and then you know maybe two three touchdowns. I, I think for the end of the year he'll yeah. kind of what you're saying. Between that seven eight hundred, and we'll give them six touchdowns. Yeah, Seattle. We'll know if that's, if that's enough to win rookie of the year, but if it is, boy, this has been a terrible and, and rookie I, class. I, I, I just, like I said, I'm just projecting just because if Gallup comes in, you know, takes his number two spot back, you, I think the the uh, numbers will drop, but not not too much because from that third wide receiver production. Um, you you got a lot, and you know we're expecting Lamb to 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 be doubled. So that means these guys that you know your number two and your number three will have ample opportunities. Um, but I think if we switch to the format that I'm hoping, where you're running more twelve, and then you're also uh, involving Tony Pollard like way more in the offense, um, I think that would be the only thing that holds them back. But I think. But don't you want that the opportunity? Don't you want huh? Tony Pollard to be that, – that's because yeah. I'm, I'm looking no, at it from sure. a what's sure. best for the Cowboys standpoint, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that yeah, it's yeah, best for, sure. for Tober to be either, A, your leading or second leading wide receiver if everyone is healthy and capable. I think something bad happened. You know um, I mean? Yeah, for, for sure, for sure. And I, and I think that's been my whole stance from just the wide receiver position just from thinking of, of all the players that you didn't get involved last year, if you can get them more involved, that's going to compensate for the fact that you, you know, you lost Coop. Yeah. Um, but I think Tolbert has a, I mean, I, I, was, I was, my original thing was just not too far fetched. Um, it's not a, I don't think it's a really crazy take when you analyze the offensive. No, I don't, I don't want to call somebody's. Year take like that crazy he, he said he's going to win it I just disagree that he's going to win it I don't think we want him to put up numbers to win it because it's not the best for the team but to you said to be a candidate oh listen I'm not going to crucify it for him being a candidate of offensive player of the rookie of the year candidate can literally right. mean he's the fifth voted as the fifth person but and that could be a 600 yard season five touchdowns but yeah it's not it's not a, it's not a crazy take now no and and um uh, kind of with the DK thing, and I know I've always, you know, kind of been that we're going to be cool without Coop kind of thing. But my thing with DK, as I was oh, explaining yeah. to Law, um, my thing with him is, you know, he's 24 years old. Um, he's stepping into his prom, so that means if you would assign him to a four or five year contract, you would get him for his prime years. I, you know, I kind of went back and looked at top wide receivers, and by that eighth or ninth year, that's when you start seeing the numbers drop. You know, the, the Julios and uh, Calvin, Calvin situation. He just, you know, was tired of football and because of Detroit. Just about to say, he tired of being in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, but a lot of wide receivers, you know, uh, I think better than um, traditionally, or, or you know, the pedigree of. I don't think Coop was in that Calvin Johnson, Julio tier. Oh, um, God, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame receiver. Like, right, right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, 
if these Hall of Fame receivers start dropping and dipping by year eight, year nine, I got to only believe that Coop's going to do the same just because of what what uh, the the laws of prob uh, the laws of probability, you know. Um, so you only to believe every all, every single wide receiver just going to decline around that time. Around year eight, year nine, yeah. Um, just because greats, it, it's it's happened to the greats, you know. I mean, the only exception is. I mean, maybe Jerry Rice, you know. No, that's not the um, only exception. There's, there's been other plenty veteran receivers that have been extremely serviceable, well into their thirties. But I, nah, mean, I ain't say serviceable. I ain't talking about serviceable. I'm talking about still at an elite. Um, uh, oh well, that, yeah, elite, uh, yeah, that's a different production. story. Talking about elite, but yeah, yeah I, I didn't know you were talking about being elite. That's what I'm talking about, and that's that's what I'm talking about. And uh, but I mean, in hindsight, you know, twenty million for Coop when these other guys are getting paid thirty million. I wouldn't have been mad at that either, you know. Yeah, Cooper is now uh, making clo- his money is closer to Tyler Lockett than it is to the top five guys. Yeah, man, and, and then you talk about um, the same thing would happen with DK. You know, everybody kind of gets weary about the money, but when these guys are signed by two, three years into their contract, that money is it's no longer top tier money. So talk- I mean, the same. Of course, you talk mm-hmm. about the money because it's the Dallas Cowboys. Well, for sure, man. I mean, you don't you don't talk which, about the money it if, if it's Howie Roseman. You don't talk about the money if it's the Rams general manager. You don't really talk about the money if it's you know, Kansas City or any <laughs> other team. It's yeah, you wouldn't have all these Cowboys. you wouldn't have all these money drops money drops built into your uh, no I, yeah I wouldn't have these joints. Right. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't need none of that because they don't give a damn about that. They want to go win. So yeah, like I think the money has to be a part of the conversation when you're dealing within reality. If we want to completely yeah, remove reality, reality, reality we're not getting help. Hey, bro, we can have some fun with this thing, but but you you still gotta you still gotta speak the truth, right? You can't. That, I mean, that's why you know you guys are so important. If I'm talking to Cowboys.com, Brian brought us somebody. They're gonna throw it in the face, like, oh, how are you gonna do this with, well, you know, the the host? They they got Stephen Jones back. How are you gonna do this if you you, you don't have the money? And you gotta pay this person. You gotta pay this person. But you know, y'all put the truth out there. Like, we're not gonna do it in reality. But don't let them fool you into thinking that this money is a a, 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 um, a factor. You know, it, it's not even so much the money. I don't I don't know what they're doing with the money. I don't know if if they're rolling it over and, and pocketing some or. But it, so it's just the it money is a factor because they make it a factor. We we've beat this horse so many times. Money uh-huh. is not a reason to stop you from making big time moves like this or signing big time players. You can make those moves, but in this franchise, mm-hmm. we know that is you. You can't talk about this without bringing it up because they make it that way. I mean, it's 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 one of the dumbest things since when we dismantled that O line back in 2010, and you know we were rolling with the, the Mackenzie Bernardos of the world, Livingston's, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I mean, this is like it's crazy to have this much money on the books and having so many um, like just potent players just out on the market, and you you don't get one of them. Um, but I, I'm I'm of the mindset also like man, I I was aside from wide receiver, um, I was looking at like the top centers, and you know you got Rag now, he's you know with Detroit. You know what I mean? Detroit's not a – they're not winning no time soon. You know, they're doing great building the offensive line. Um, so I think that would be your only deterrent. But, like, go out and look for some of these 
top positional players and oh, yeah. other spaces where you don't have premium guys, you know. Like, I, I would instantly trade, you know, hey, y'all want a second round and for can yeah. we get Ragnar off you or by, by week seven when the Lions are one and six, you know, like. Yep, those are what I call now. shrewd yep. moves, D-Shift. You see other franchises do that. They make these shrewd moves in the middle of the season or before the season. Um, Dallas did that with Quinn, and, and we kind of hold on to that from, what, three years ago. Um, but that's really I – mean, I showed the list. I did a I did a show weeks ago, maybe months ago, where I talked about Cowboys trading away players and trading for players. They constantly, over the last 15 or so years, have not been one of the better teams, actually one of the worst in regards of compensation and, it, and return. We see with, like, you know, with KC, you know, they got teams out here willing to part with their with their superstars, you know. Um, it just it just takes the right price, and if you're willing to pay that price, and, um, you know, you – like, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. Yeah. Like, worry about three, four years. Yeah. Worry about that then. Like, don't, don't make decisions based on the fact that you got to pay C.D. Lamb in two years. You know, don't – why don't why 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 give us that narrative? You know, I think we're becoming smarter and smarter as a fan base, and that's just like I said, it's a credit to just the the uh, you know the, just the Mount Rushmore, the podcast, we, the, the guys we got rolling who go out and tell the truth. You know, you got to tell Stephen uh, Jones to stop spewing that shit. Man, I, I mean, he, he playing with us, Scott, but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll we'll catch up with him soon. Y'all, y'all just keep banging that truth out, bro, and. All facts, bro. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, Shiv. Yeah, that's just yeah, that's the reality of being a fan at this moment. Uh, we 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 got to deal with man, what could what could be, what other teams are really doing, and what is with our team. Like, all right, yeah, we could make this move, that move, but we know the reasons why these things don't happen. But maybe they'll shock us at some point. Uh, appreciate you, Sadika. Five dollar donation. Super chat. She said, I'm snitching. There are over 352 people in here and only 96 likes. Make though makes no sense. Do better chat. Oh, she calling y'all out. Hey, if you guys are in here and you guys are enjoying the show, do me a favor. Hit the like button. If you're new and you want to comment, if I feel like this is working perf- perfectly, you have to be able to be a subscriber to comment. And I love it. I love it. So subscribe if you want to get in on this, man, because the Bomb Squad got a lot of fun. They have a lot of fun in this chat. They real. They passionate. And if you screw up, they on your ass, Mr. Postman. Bomb Squad! All right, let's get to this final tweet from the Twitter streets. Um, And it came from my guy, Kyle Yeomans. Which man, I'm so excited. There's a we're working on something for you guys during the season. I, I hope this all works out, but we got a ways to go. Uh, here's Kyle's tweet. Tweet from his notes it says, "Nice day for the secondary. Diggs and Brown both made nice plays and coverage. Again, Basher shines out of the young wide receivers. Hmm. Really like some of Greer and Danucci's throws, tight windows and velocity. So the backup quarterbacks are." Doing some good things. And then Tank is looking strong. I know Tank, One, of the, I think it was Archer, said he put somebody on their ass, but they didn't really bring up the whatever tackle it was. But I want to I go back to the Vasher one. Because somebody, I think it was our guy, Twan. He said, 
What do you think about Vasher versus Semi Fioko? And, and I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm not down there. All I can do is just base it off what I'm hearing. It feels like these boys are, are really battling right now to stand out. Not battling to be number one, number two, number three, number four. But, but well, I guess four. But battling to stand out to be that guy next in line in case something happens. And I must say, they both had their days. We've heard about Simi being having good days, and we hear about Vasher having good days. They both are intriguing. One six three runs a four three big dude can get downfield. The other is, is a basketball player, six foot six, can jump out the building. But they also both are nowhere near complete wide receivers. And I get it; it's OTAs. Half of our, if not all of our, receiving core is pretty much out. So we only can talk about what we can talk about. But I want to caution that I don't think either of these dudes are going to be guys that you're going to like count on in the season, right? But he did say just make the team. Yeah, he's got a shot. Like, how can I say Vasher doesn't have a shot when the room is what the room is? Right? After those top four guys, and, and, and if they decide to put Gallup on injured reserve, now another another slot opens up. But after that, it's Noah Brown, TJ Vasher, Semi Feoko. And undrafted free agents. So he's got a shot. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to make plays. Uh, when is camp in Frisco? I want to go to them joints. So they come back. Usually come back like mid to late. I want to say mid-August. So mid-August, they'll be back in Dallas. Jeremy says, I can't wait for camp. I need to see something. Me too, Jeremy. I keep hearing all these things. I'm not there. So all I can do is report on what we, you know, and comment on what we tweet. The difference between the Cowboys and a lot of other franchises, or at least our sister company, or sister uh, A to Z Sports Nashville, those guys, we're credentialed down there. Those guys go to camp. They're allowed to film. They're allowed to to, to you know, show the drills and things like that. Dallas is so goddamn tight-knit. They only can take pictures until camp comes. So all we got is pictures of them warming up or with the row or something like that. Uh, but we can't get video footage. That's what I want to see. I want to see how these guys are looking from a physical standpoint. Uh, but we'll get that in camp. We'll be out there at Oxnard, and then they'll be back down here in uh, Frisco. And when they're here in Frisco, just like last year, if you were here, I'm there every practice. I'm getting notes for you guys. I'm getting video footage for you guys, and we come back and we report. Uh, Craig said the receiving room is very sad. It's different. It's, it's different. We'll, we'll, we'll say that. There is potential there. It was a short thing for about three years. Now it's it's question marks. In reality, there are questions, even with our guy, C.D. Lamb. And I believe, I'm not really questioning him, but in reality, I understand why there's questions because he hasn't been a wide receiver one. So I get it. Uh, nothing we can do. I'm, t- I'm tired. Of, what, are, what are you tired of, James? What's going on? Y'all in here? Y'all in the argument? Now, now, Miss Queen, I see you call back. Miss Queen, I don't usually get people calling in twice. What? what what's on I your mind? I know. I know. I know. I just had to get something off my chest, and if I don't do it now, and I'm glad you uh, let me call back, I guess. Then I'm probably gonna forget tomorrow. But you know, 
we're talking about the money that um, the Cowboys refuse to spend. I I want Jerry back in charge. You know, um, I love my Cowboys. Like I said, I've been a fan for 55 years, and um, I'll never leave the team. But I will stop spending my money. You mm. had another podcaster that was saying that because of revenue sharing, um, you know, even in those guys will never miss the money if we stop spending our money. The devil is a lie. Because uh, we've seen what happens when fans, um, you know, lose hope and they stop going to the games, they stop spending all the money and everything else. Um, Steven seems to think that his money is going to keep flowing in regardless of how he plans to run this team or whatever because I remember back in the day, Jerry would spend the money that he needed to spend to get what we needed to get. And I'm so sick of Stephen Jones, and I hope he hears this because you squeeze him too tight, brother. He's probably so tight he don't even want to give his wife all she's supposed to get in the bedroom. Whoa! You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, he he keeps holding on tight like this. I mean, some of that stuff's going to start falling out of his hands because he's squeezing it too tight. And that's all I got to say. That's all she Thank got. Thank you. You're welcome, Miss Queen. Uh-huh. I'm glad Don't I let count. you get that off your chest. She said he. Oh, uh, they work. <laughs> That is Miss Queen for you guys. She tell it how it is. He definitely tight with it. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> it I urge y'all to go check out uh, the Boston Party Live show from like last Wednesday, Tuesday. Can't remember which day it was. Absolute classic show. Miss Queen held it down in there too. My we to be. She don't play. She don't play. Um. Yeah, well, you know, we know how it is, Woody, man. All we can do. So you said stop spending. I said the same thing. I said I'm going to stop going to this damn shop. You know, it's my way of protesting in a way, which is not really protesting because I talk about the Cowboys all the time. I love this team regardless. Sometimes you hate to love them because they do these things to you sometimes, but I don't think that's really going to matter, man. You know why? TV revenue blockchain deals, sponsorships, like that's where they're making their real money. And because this is the most popular team in the world, meaning it's going to have more casual fans than not. And casual fans, they don't really care as much as say we do. And that's no knock on them. I'm not knocking you off. You're a casual fan. It's just that, Hey, you love you love the sport. You support the team. You go to the games every year. It's a tradition. It's whatever, whatever. And you don't want to protest or what have you. So it's more of those that are going to go than not. So, and the money that they make on these tickets and things like that is minuscule compared to the TV deals and to um, and, and the mer- the merchandise. All that stuff is minuscule compared to the sponsorships and the TV deals. So as long as those are still coming through, as long as the star is still the star, that brand. I don't think they're going to care. Dallas would literally have to not fill up half the stadium for them to realize, yo, okay, they've spoken. 
and the odds of that happening are very slim to none. Special K says, I think Steven is trying to earn his stripes amongst the other owners by trying to do it a different way than Jerry. Man, I want to believe that. Trying to earn his stripes. Just think it's the way it is. And the only reason why, not the only, one of the main reasons why I can say that, he didn't want Dion. And this was 95 or whatever, 94, whatever, you know, decades ago. So this ain't new. It's just that Jerry got older and fell back a little bit, let Steven step forward a little bit more. And he's like, this is how he wanted to do it all along. But he ain't no dude, man. And if this is his way, if he think this is the way, it's, it's a terrible way. James, you're talking about how the receiver's going to do. What about running the ball? Oh, I think this week, as we get ready to wrap up the show, we're going to be doing a state of the unit running back room. Um, and we'll focus on, since it's only two top guys, as opposed to different rooms where there's a lot of dudes, we're even going to dive into some of the, the Rico Dottles of the world, um, the Malik Davises, the, the younger guys on the roster, the undrafted guys as well. So we'll talk about that, James. You just stay tuned. You just stay tuned. Uh, them sponsors they have is because of us, guys. Salute. You're right. It's f- fans. Also the star, though. You know, it's 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 a brand, man. It's more popular than that logo is probably one of the top 10 most popular logos in the world. Remember who the OC is, yeah. Toxic wants to know when is Ryan all co- show coming? I wonder. I'm just curious. I might even reach out just out of curiosity if he would even Cause some people be mad bougie. Like I, I've had conversations with players, not even just bringing them on the show, just in general to see. I wonder if he gonna get bougie on that. I'm a cowboy now. Who are you? And talk to me. I'll hit him up. I will hit him up. Ask him to come on the show, and I tell him straight up. Listen, I'm not gonna sit here and fake the funk with you, bro. I, I have my doubts. Prove me wrong. He gonna make this team. Just because we're talking about it so much, he's going to make the team prove me wrong. Mm, All right, a uh, couple more here as we get ready to wrap up. So go ahead and shoot shoot your shot in the chat. Or we still got the lines open for a few more minutes, 351-999-3787. Lauren says it don't take a lot of money to look good. How in the hell are Jerry and Steven so so doggone different as GMs and both are so backwards compared to all the other GMs? Interesting. You're right. They are like different on the spectrum of how they approach this thing. And I don't listen. That's the that's the crazy thing about it, because a lot of people say, well, when Jerry was spending yada, 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 Jerry's way wasn't the right way either. That's not me personally. I'm not saying we need to go back to Jerry's way. I think there needs to be a happy medium. There needs to be a happy medium. Now, interestingly enough, Jerry's way is kind of what a lot of teams are doing. Screw it. Throw money at the situation. Devontae Adams, $200 million. Rams, what you want? The 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 uh, Bengals, right? They People think they didn't do anything. Over the two years prior, or the year prior in the year of the Super Bowl run, they spent money. So, while, yeah, Jerry's way might have been rambunctious, as as Coach would say, 
and and super far left teams are kind of going back to that route because they're manipulating this cap. Um, but I think there needs to be a happy medium. And I, and I always say this to y'all when Stevens started to kind of get the reins of the cap a little bit more, I was like, okay, he's, he's, he's bringing this thing back in. I had no idea he'd go far left though. So we need to kind of find that middle ground. Got to find it. Uh, Man, I can't ever. I, I don't know who. I'm sorry, man. You keep changing your name to to the different characters. But he says we could have spent as much money as we wanted with cap projections 23, 2023, 2024. We should have wrote some checks. Man, you can you can do it, man. You can absolutely do it. You just have to be. I, we we had a show about it. Know what you want. Don't be afraid to go get it right and get the hell out the way. If you put people in charge that are good at what they do in, in in those situations, get out the way and let them work. Japanese, yeah, I couldn't tell what characters he is, man. Like, and I don't want to be disrespectful to that culture, so I said, let me just say characters. <laughs> the right way is whichever way gets us a Super Bowl. TC, you're right, but there's blueprints, right? I always say there's multiple ways to skin the cat and Dallas just hasn't found the cat to even skin. Other teams found the cat. They've been skinning that cat for the last 27 years, different ways in different eras of football. Dallas just got to figure it out. Special case said Reek got paid too big time. In fact, when, I, when we were talking about the trades with DK, um, here are some of the trade compensation from just players traded this year. Uh, well, except for Stefan Diggs. Tyreek Hill went for a first, a second, two fourths, and a six, and he got paid. He's make he was making the most guarantee until uh Cooper Cup. Devontae Adams got traded for a first and multiple second round picks. I think he said there. AJ Brown got traded for that first round pick, and then Stefan Diggs was a first, a fifth, a sixth, and seventh round picks. So, you know, if you're willing to give up all that and then trade, I'm uh, sorry, and then sign DK, sure. But I'd argue that's not the hump, the hump player or player that we need, position that we need. You know, Jay Lombardi salute, man. Oh, that is wrong. Big pun forever. Oh, that's right. This is the Eagles fan. Patriots won six Super Bowls without signing big time free agents. Wrong. Patriots were active big time in the trade department. And I, I had a show on this where I proved that to be wrong. Um, and they went out and, and signed big time free agents, whether it be, and it got to the Super Bowl, might've lost or they've won Super Bowls. But again, the Patriots are also an outlier because what they did was they also found guys that were fringe guys on other teams that said, you don't want him. I got a specialty role for that guy. And I'll give you a fourth round pick. Thank you. Wes Welker. Oh, you don't want him. I got a specialty role for that guy. Come on through. And uh, the Titans head coach who Mike Vrabel. Thank you, Mike Vrabel. Uh, oh, you don't you don't want him, Corey Dillon? Come on, man! Rush for sixteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns for me. I'd love for you to do it. Dell Revis, Stephon Gilmore, Rodney Harris, Junior Seau. Like they've brought in veteran guys and and they spent money, some big money, some not big money. Hell, they went and spent money on Albert Hainsworth. Didn't work out. They <laughs> they're one of the most aggressive teams over the last twenty years. 
in the free agency era and before the Rams were doing all of this, the Patriots were making these bigger moves. It's just that nobody really paid attention to it. Apparently big pun, um, but they were doing these things. And what they also were doing was like, you want what Chandler Jones? Ah, we're going to trade you. We're going to get some type of compensation for you. So, you know, they've done it in multitudes of ways, whether it be the draft and, and, and their system or whether it be a combination of the draft and their system and going out and getting some veterans to help get them over the hump. Albert Hainsworth was a big time free agent and it didn't work out. No wonder why they talk about go eat some more poop, Mr. Big Pun forever. Like how you going to come here? I put this out already. Like this is, this is, this information is out there. If you want to go back and look, come on, man. You miss all the shots you don't take, says King Element. Facts. Yeah, that's why, B-Bird, they are a, a help. How are you going to say? Anyway, they are a outlier, in my opinion, because they, they did things differently for so long and had so much success. Now, other, other teams just couldn't replicate that, and I don't think we'll ever replicate what they did over a 20-year span. But B. Burr said the Pats had the GOAT coaching QB. Absolutely did. But they also were aggressive. Hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, says Joe. Or I, I say Joe. He says the Pats had the ability to cheat with no consequences, so they did over and over. I would. I would. Jamal says this is what Dallas is emulating? Huh? Are trying to emulate with free agency spending? Who? Who who is who who the Cowboys are emulating the Patriots? I disagree. That they came out and said that. They came out, well, you know, the New England Patriots a couple years ago, they came out and said that. But that ain't the case. Your Stefan Gilmore's, your Daryl Revis's, your Randy Moss's, your Wes Welker's like They've, they've, I mean, the list is crazy when you go look at the moves that they made, whether it be free agency or in trades. I, so I disagree. I don't think the Cowboys are emulating that at all. I, who are they emulating? That, that's the question. Who are the Cowboys emulating in their team building process? Very curious on that one. This is true, too. The Patriots also had coaching in a front office that did their job, says Benjamin Robinson. I'll add to it. And an owner and owners, because I put Steven in there, that stepped the hell out the way. I mean, seriously, this is a good question. Who are the because, you know, most most franchises, this is a copycat league. Some some teams have. Hell, look at the Raiders this year. I don't know. The Raiders sign a whole bunch of people. but They say, you know what? We're going to get back into this thing. We're going to go out and get a Chandler. Get a get a Devontae, pay uh they just paid their their slot guy Renfro. I just think Dallas is doing it their way, and they think that their way is the best way. They could think that all they want, but the results are the results. Lemitra said we don't copy no one. Yeah, and, and I think they should. I think they should. What's up, Dallas Sports 97? Back to DK, Joe says. He says, DK has no route tree. Wilson's scrambling ability and elusiveness made him along with his speed slash strength. 
So that first part is very interesting because Russell Wilson is an, an amazing scrambler, and he can still launch that thing. Interesting. But his, street, his speed and strength is a part of him, so I don't want to make it seem like, you know, negative. They're emulating Walmart with the cheap with their cheap asses. If you don't believe me, ask Walmart employee. And Marcus wants to know was the Neil Harry trade rumors BS? I don't know. I don't necessarily think those were real trade rumors. I think somebody came out and said hypothetical trade situation: Neil Harry for um, a defensive tackle, Tristan Hill. And as content creators, you know, it, it, we run with it. I'm running with the DK one because I thought it'd be interesting to hear what you guys had to say. Ain't no way to hell that's that ain't nothing that came out of the Cowboys' mouths or an insider's mouth. It was just, hey, what about DK? Uh, but the Neil Harry one, to me, wasn't worth discussing that much. He ain't, he's not even that good to me. So, yeah. I will get one more call before we end the show. We got a few minutes. What's up, 920? Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, this is Carl Young in uh, Carl West Young. Gossip. What's good, Carl? <laughs> Hey, how was your, uh, did you do that, uh, Stranger Thing yet? What Stranger Thing? Yeah. No, I was, uh, I, this deep Metcalf. No, no, you said, did I do the Stranger Thing? What what Stranger Things? Yeah, I think you said you was going to go to, you was going to go to a show. Oh, Uh, so... They have a uh, Stranger Things like house or something. I don't know what it's called. Not a house, but oh. kind of like this little cool thing down here in Dallas. I, I am going to go do that, but no, I haven't done it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. No, I was go. Uh, you was talking about the uh, D Metcalf to mm-hmm. Dallas. Yes, that that's that's a bad idea because you're right. If you get if you just say you signed D Metcalf, you trade for him. You're not going to pay Lamb. And the only thing that can happen with that is I think after two years you could uh, release uh, – what's the guy on the injury? Uh, Gallup. Gallup. You could release Gallup. That's the only thing I can see of them because you you can't – Lamb is your guy. you you got to sign him after this year. You have to sign this. You know, I don't think it's uh, – I, I don't I don't see this happening at all. I mean, I'm not going to worry about it because the Cowboys don't sign anybody anyway. So, uh, I think you uh, – the best pick is that guy, the second guy from Seattle. Tyler. Uh, he's a punt – yeah, Tyler. he's a punt returner. Yeah, he's fast. He's a punt returner. I think if you're going to do something like that, that would be cool. We need a guy like that, like a gadget type guy. But I mean, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, that's what I said earlier, Carl. I, I you know, I, I, listen, this is no knock on on DK. He's a fantastic receiver too. Now it's about oh, okay yeah. if I can get any fantastic receiver I want. Now let me try to find the fantastic receiver that fits better, right? And I just think a guy yeah. like a Tyler Lockett, whether it be him and himself or another version of a Tyler Lockett somewhere else. I think would fit this receiving room better because I think you already have that high point catch possession receiver, physical receiver guy in Michael Gallup. Not saying right. that talent wise are the same, but they do the sim they do similar things. And then I think you have your number yeah. one dude in C D Lamb 
I don't I don't think that that uh, Metcalf is that type of number one. He's a different type of number one receiver. Um, I think D, I think CD can threaten you in different ways because he's he's more multiple in his route running. Right. Okay. Okay. I have just just one more question. Sure. Sure. Now this 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 might be going overboard, but uh, what do you think about Deshaun Jackson? I'm just saying. No. I, uh, <laughs> we had this conversation a while ago. Um, nah, he's he's about ready to retire. I always say I don't want to buy that's that's already halfway out the door. And he gonna give you yeah. like, he, Carl, he's gonna give you like two and a half, three games. Now there might be some damn good two and a half, three games. But if I'm gonna yeah, give I'm me just he's so fast. If I'm gonna give me an injury prone yeah. speedster, just go get Will yeah. Fuller. Will Fuller is your guy. He's younger. Yep, that, there you go. That's 100%. another one. Yeah, I, I just I like him. I like the Sean Jackson. I just wish it was what five years or six years ago that they got him. You know, because he's fast, man. And I saw him playing against Dallas and Oakland last year. And man, I just I just this guy's the guy. Dallas needs a fast receiver. I'm talking about someone that can burn. The church. I mean, they can fly out, just run. That's run. what Dallas needs. We've been we've been asking for you that know? for for a long time. Is Will Fuller is that type of guy? You think he is that type of guy? He's just he's just super injury prone. But again, if if you're asking me, would I go get a, D, a Deshaun Jackson? I'd rather go get a Will Fuller because at least he'll give me a few more games. Uh, but and he's younger, so but okay. but you know, Will Fuller is that type of guy you're asking for. Yeah. All right. Well, go Cowboys. Let's yeah. do it. Let's let's let's, uh, let's we we got to get somebody, <laughs> and hopefully uh, with this little money that they got, uh, uh, I hope we can we can find some receiver that's liable. And 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 I go with the guy from uh, they uh, the guy from Seattle, not. Metcalf, the other guy. Yeah. I think that would be Lockett. I think that would be a good fit for Cowboys. I think so, too, yeah. man. Hey, Carl, appreciate the call, good brother. All right. Take it easy, bud. You too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, Will Fuller would be my guy if we're going speed due with injury concerns or, or trade for somebody. Uh, So Special K doesn't believe that CD will be doubled this year as much as people think. Um, Professor O, you got those double team numbers. I don't think they were that far off last year in Cooper and, and CD Lamb from the double team standpoint. But dedicated coverage and bubble or um, bracketed type of coverage. And if you see a safety where they're shading to, it might not necessarily be a double. Cooper definitely got a lot of attention and uh koya did a fantastic job of showing that in one game and i think you see that a lot i think it's to be decided for cd lamb because he hasn't been a number one yet um for a long period of time so it's definitely tbd on how much attention he will get and honestly it will come down to how often and how much dak and uh, Kellen Moore use him right like if, if Dak and Kellen Moore are just going to use him like any other wide receiver yeah I'm not probably going to show that much attention to CD 
But if they're going to say, hey, we're going to really put an emphasis on getting C to the ball, then that's when teams will show the respect probably to him. If they don't off the bat, I think that's still to be decided how much respect they'll show CD lamb. Um, and really his route, like I, he can run every single route, but because he was asked to play in the slot more often than not his first two years in the league, we really didn't get a chance to see that expanded much. There's not a whole lot of downfield shots from the boundary with CD lamb. He can do that. Right. The double moves, the routes that Cooper ran granite coop is coop. C.D. Lamb can now fill that route tree. There's only so many routes, and I think that he can do it, and let's see how it affects the defense. So TBD uh, on that one, I think, Special K. But from a statistical number double-team standpoint, him and Coop weren't that far off last year. But again, context matters. Uh, I don't think it was the same context. Yeah, a lot of people were talking about T.Y. earlier. All right, man, good stuff. I can seriously talk ball with y'all all day going day. Y'all know, y'all know how it is, but not gonna do that today. We're gonna save some for tomorrow. Possibly we'll 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 bring up the state of the unit. I know state of the unit running backs was was this week. I'll probably end up doing it tomorrow, y'all. Truly will. Uh so we'll get a good show together tomorrow. Um so tune back in. Hit the notification bell because I'm going to be dropping I might drop both of them today. Ken Hamlin and Isaiah Stanback. Stanback, we talked strictly about this team this year. Uh, Ken, we talked about man that 07 team and playing with Tony and and D Ware. Uh, really, you know, just jumping back in the time spa- or the time machine. And then we also talked about what he believes this team could be. Uh, so make sure y'all tune in for that, Cowboys Nation. Y'all the best bomb squad. <laughs> I don't know why King Element think 800 grand score. Do rag every night. I think that's custom. Those who know, just gotta wear your do rag, brush your hair, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I do. Take care of it, you know what I mean? Uh, no, no. So later on, Jay, there will not be. Uh, actually, I'm about to hit up Vach as we speak and talk about that. So tomorrow we'll be back on over there on the volume. So check that out. But th- there will be some uh, footage. Or I should say footage. There will be some content dropped over there. So make sure y'all do that. Y'all wow, man. Y'all, <laughs> y'all wow. Let me hit this button. Make sure y'all tune in later tonight. Mauricio Rodriguez will be back. A to Z Sports Prime Time. All right. Hit up A to Z Sports Dallas.com. Shane and those boys, Lennox, Cole, Mo, they've been dropping some fantastic articles, y'all. So uh, make sure y'all check those out. And then tomorrow, 8.15-ish, we'll be back. Continue this Cowboys conversation. I'm out of here. Love y'all. Peace.